because we're all worthy of showing up as our authentic selves. You just need to believe it and believe that being with someone does not and should not come at the expense of that. I'm telling you now, you and your balance deserve that as the bare minimum. Dear Balancer, I know you're a determined person on the lookout for ways to live a more fulfilling and balanced life, but you're busy. And if we're being honest, that busyness often comes at the expense of your priorities. The Balance Theory podcast is made to teach busy bees just like you how to find and own your own definition of balance so that you can become unapologetic in how you choose to spend your time. I'm your host, Erica, and together, let's find your unique balance. Hello, Balancers, and welcome to BTS number eight of the Balance Theory podcast. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to yet another BTS episode. And if you're loving the content that you're hearing, I would so appreciate it if you took some time out of your morning to leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts. You can just scroll to the bottom of all the episodes and there's a little button to drop stars and your name and comments. I love hearing your thoughts and it's such a great way for me to get feedback from you all on what you're really, really enjoying. So would really appreciate if you had a moment to do so. Today, I want to use this BTS to dive into the relationship category of balance. So for those of you that are new around here, the areas of the balance theory are your health, which is your physical and emotional your relationships, which we're going to focus on today, which includes romantic relationships, friendships, and family. And the last area is that of fulfillment. So that's going to be your passions, hobbies, interests, career, studies, etc. Now, I haven't really done a deep dive much into the relationship category of balance before. So I'm really excited to be doing today's episode. And the reason I really want to focus on it is because these relationships in our life, our friendships, our family ties, and our romantic relationships as well, these bonds can fill our lives with an immense amount of joy. And I personally could not imagine my life without the relationships that I currently have. When they're good, they're so, so good. But on the flip, when we have ties or relationships that are quote toxic or have an element where something just feels off about them, they can really, really impinge on our sense of balance and critically the way we show up for ourselves. So In today's episode, you're going to hear my thoughts on how to choose relationships that are best for you, which ones to avoid to protect your balance, and when you might actually be blocking yourself from the right people, the people that you need in your life. My bottom line has always and always will be this, being with someone, whether that be in a friendship capacity, in a romantic relationship, whatever it looks like for you, being with someone, excluding family, is a proactive choice. You do not need to be in a relationship. And so if you're choosing to be in one, make it something that's going to add value to your life. Otherwise, why would you engage in it? Now, that value is totally subjective on what matters to you. So for somebody, belonging could be a value. Financial security could be a value. Physical affection or words of affirmation could be really important. Emotional support, someone who's fun, etc. And let's not forget that we also have different relationships for different needs too. Those of you in relationships in a romantic capacity would gain really different value from your soulmate or soulmates to what you would gain from your friendships or your siblings. That value transfer of what a relationship gives you is only really something that you can determine. And I want to just hone in on romantic relationships for a moment And no matter if you're single or in a relationship currently, maybe you're seeing someone working out if it's, if it's right for you, I want you to have a think about this, a little personal anecdote first to flesh this one out and really focus on this category. I'm not sure if any of you listening have been or are maybe in relationships where you feel like 
You've compromised a part of who you are to satisfy a preference or, or more importantly, a need of the other person. I have been here. In a past relationship, I was compromising my social outgoing nature for somebody else's preference to a point where one day I woke up and I didn't know who my friends were. I had pushed them and my social needs aside to a point where I didn't even know myself. And that's not to say you don't need to compromise in a relationship, but I really believe that you shouldn't have to compromise fundamentally who you are and what is important to you. And in that instance, being social and having freedom to be with my friends was a value I was not prepared to compromise. Friendship for me is very, very high on the priority list. And I really had to rediscover myself after that relationship and rewire friendships. But I can honestly say that I needed that experience to teach and show me what it was that I valued and needed. I don't regret any of the relationships that I've been in because A, they served me at the time I was in them and B, they showed me things that I liked and didn't like, wanted or didn't want and ultimately needed from a relationship. All interactions and relationships taken as one as a part of my journey show me or have painted a picture of the relationship that I ultimately wanted. And without any of these as a point of reference, I would have never have known that what I now have with Anj is exactly what I needed and what I value in a relationship. And to me, that's someone who brings out the best in me and values and amplifies who it is that I am. To me personally, the biggest difference between my past romantic relationships and the one I'm in now is I'm just somebody who always lights me up. So I not only have the freedom, but the energy to step into my fuller purpose and true essence of who I am. He's essentially brought it out of me and encouraged me to find and own it. I remember the moment I decided to start this podcast. I don't know if you guys have heard me share this story in other episodes, but it was actually totally his idea. We were driving. It was January 1st. We were listening to some Gary Vee, just kind of geeing ourselves up. And he looked at me and he said, I think Gary Vee said something along the lines of, if you have the skill of communication, it's a shame to not use it for the greater good. Something along those lines. And Angela looked at me and he said, you're such a great communicator. You should start a podcast. There was something overwhelming that just came over me and I thought, yeah, I should start a podcast and it felt terrifying and scary and I didn't even know where to start, but something felt so right about that. And the point of me sharing all of this with you is he was such an integral part of not only encouraging me to do what I consider now to be my soul work, but he was able to see that potential in me and believed and helped me see it to fruition. He was able to identify the best parts of me and my strengths and help me realize them too which is such a stark difference to relationships I've been in in the past. And so I want to take a moment to get you to think about either your current or past or even a prospective relationship you may be entering into. You've made the choice or will make the choice to be with this person or persons. Within this choice, and this is really, really key, you're either moving towards your soul calling and that person is going to give you the space and freedom to explore that and honor that, or you're moving away to it to a point where that relationship is actually serving as a distraction. Another way to look at it is that person is either helping bring out the best parts of you or they're not, or even worse, they're bringing out the worst part. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
parts of you. Some parts of other people trigger us, which deep down is just a reflection of our own insecurities, which to be honest is a whole other podcast episode I need to record. But what kind of person do you feel you need by your side to bring out the best in you? Do you need someone who has a great sense of humor or is solutions focused or driven in nature or gentle and considerate? What values do they embody? What type of person gives you permission to be your full self? And maybe a great signing point for this is to think to some of your best relationships, whether it be romantic or friendships, and identify some commonalities between people who make you feel like sunshine, like you can be your absolute self. Someone who you've never had to inherently compromise, step on eggshells for or hold back parts of who you are or what you want. And so that's really the first step. It's working out what value do you need from a relationship, whether it is a new friendship or pursuing a romantic bond. And within that, what kind of person will give you that value? And importantly, I think all relationships really should give us a space to be ourselves. So keep that in mind and notice if that resonates with you as something that's really important when considering the different ties that you're choosing in your life. The second piece to this, and this is really poignant for anybody stuck in any relationship, which they feel currently is not serving them, makes them feel crappy, has a bit of a toxic feel to it, or feels like a repetition of past relationships that you've had. So you feel like you're on loop with the same kind of people. You're dating the same kind of people. Stick with me here because we're going to go on a little detour and talk about self-beliefs for a really hot second. But it, I promise you, has the world of difference on this point. So if you hold a belief that you, quote, always attract the same people, whether it be arrogant people or people who are very cocky. I don't know. Maybe there's a certain type of personality always attracting, or maybe you have a belief that you're only worthy of a certain level of love and affection. or Maybe you have a very fixed perception or ideal of what love is. Whatever beliefs you hold, that is what you are attracting. I'm a really, really firm believer in Theories like the law of attraction and the power of manifesting, because I feel these are so energetically real, simply because what we deep down think about ourselves is what's reflected back to us in the world. If you believe that you always date the same people, then you will. And this is why this point is really critical for those on a journey to either find a soulmate, soulmates, or if you're even stuck in some unwanted relationships, whether it be romantic or not, maybe some friendships as well. We need to take a step back and look at what you actually think about yourself first and foremost. What do you think that you deserve and what do you think that you're worthy of having in terms of love and a relationship? And when you ask yourself this question, it might be a little bit confronting. You may not like the reality of what you think or find when you sit down and really answer it. And that's where the power of change will happen. It's really important that you take some time assessing what as I said before, like a soulmate or romantic bond would look and feel like to you, what energy qualities or personality will really help you shine and bring out the best parts of you because we're all worthy of showing up as our authentic selves. You just need to believe it and believe that being with someone does not and should not come at the expense of that. I'm telling you now, you and your balance deserve that as the bare minimum. So even if you're listening and you feel like you're in a really happy relationship, which I'm so happy for you, This exercise at considering what we think we're worthy of is really useful for friendships as well. Unlike siblings or family, again, we actively choose these people. You're going to go out of your way to see and spend time and give energy to these people. So if they make you unhappy, it almost makes no sense to maintain the relationship. 
And when I say maintain, I mean really give it effort, not just an acquaintance vibe for courtesy's sake, which might be needed in some scenarios. I can appreciate that. But it's interesting to note if there's a personality type you find you always conflict with. So for me personally, I can probably count three staggered relationships in friends circles from high school, just after high school, and even recently with an exact same personality type. A type that, and this is doesn't mean that they're a bad person, but when mixed with my personality, really makes me feel like I need to walk on eggshells. It feel, makes me feel like I need to quieten my opinion and constantly be fueling the other person's ego. All behaviors that really aren't part of my authentic self and they diminished my purpose and my value as a true friend, which in part is probably a big reason why the relationships are no longer around. I can see the commonalities although between those people. And so I'm asking you now as well to think of clashes or unsuccessful maybe relationships or friendships in the past and notice if there's any similarities in behaviors or personalities. And this is a great indicator too of what you may not want in a soulmate or behaviors to avoid or to notice as they're likely not going to be a a good combination to bring out the best in yourself. What I'm going to do for you all today, first time ever, but I thought it's very relevant to this content is I'm going to put some journal prompts, or if you want to use these just as like meditation questions in the show notes for you all to take away and ponder on. But the biggest, and if you only have one takeaway from today's episode, it's that you deserve to be with people that you feel comfortable being your authentic self around, meaning that you don't need to pull back or hide or lessen who you are to feel accepted or like you're worthy to be around them. If you are in that situation, you probably find that your circle is blocking your authentic self really shining through. And there's a lot of work that can be done in understanding what value you want in a relationship, what beliefs you hold about yourself and what you're worthy of, and what you actually need in a partner or want in a partner or value to bring out the best version of yourself that can all act as a great antithesis to being in those situations. I hope you've all really loved today's episode. If it's resonated with you, let me know if you can think of somebody else who would also benefit greatly from hearing this episode. Send this on to them or tag them in a post. I'm going to be putting up some snippets on our Instagram, which if you're not already linked with us, check the show notes out. I've popped our Instagram and TikTok in the show notes. We're quite proactive in posting content there and you can also reach out and you know let me know what you guys are loving about the episodes or if you have any requests for future content as well. I hope you've all had a great week so far and I'll see you all on Monday for another guest episode.